afternoon whatever time of day it is that you are listening folks thank you very very much for listening the date today is the 24th of september year of our lord 2020 welcome to another episode of the motown rundown uh, a few things to cover today most notably and i want to start with uh, something that matthew said on sunday that really grabbed my attention that i have not spoken to him about yet because i knew we would be sitting down and having this conversation uh as most people are probably aware yet another letdown by the detroit lions on sunday this time at the hands of uh, the Green Bay Packers and and the coaching staff, uh, of course. And for most people, for realists, I guess, this wasn't a surprise and it was almost inevitable. Sucks going down 0-2 and it sucks being 0-2 in the division as well. Um, this is not a surprise to me. To Matthew, it is to an extent. And I asked him, I believe in the pilot, maybe it was the week one uh, uh, breakdown uh, going into week one against the Bears. And I said to Matthew, at what point do you just kind of say, Nothing about this organization is is working right now, whether it's Quinn or Patricia, no matter who it is. And Matthew, is he's always being optimistic, and it's semi-admirable, I guess. Matthew finally reached a point on Sunday watching that Packers game uh, where he started to feel it a little bit. There was a little bit of pessimism coming in there. Yeah, so that was last week. That wasn't before the season started. It was after um, the gotcha. Packers game happened, because, or excuse me, after the Bears game happened. Because I remember going into the Packers game, trying to be optimistic about our opportunities, um, and you're a DeAndre Swift drop away from winning the game, right? Like, so you're right there, and maybe we aren't talking about a lot of those things. So there's reason to be optimistic to an extent, right? To still like think that there's a chance because it wasn't like we had that last drive and it stalled out after like three plays or something. Stafford won the game. The offense won the game. Still, I'm not like. I'm not happy with Swift after like he did that, but I'm I'm like I'm o- I'm over it, if that's the right word. For- but it's okay, yeah, right? So it's okay. We're at the point we are now, and I, I guess I'll, I'll just jump right into it. Off of your point, I have a, a litany of reasons to buy into. Great word. Let's fire Patricia and Quinn at the bye. Yes. This isn't, I don't even think we should wait till then, but for all intents and purposes, no, that's I mean, when like, it, you know, may happen. The conversation of, hey, we're actually done with them. As fans, there's yes. nothing that they can do to make us feel better about this team. Uh, what sucks is it's not, I like our roster. I like the guys that he's yeah. that they have brought in, Quinn and Patricia. Say what you will about them being able to bring those guys in. If you listen to... The players in whether it's their post game interviews, whether it's throughout the week and throughout practice that they're talking to the guys, Reggie Ragland specifically, it goes to everybody. They're saying it's neck up. Apparently, everything that's going wrong with this team right now, it's just in our head. There's obviously a lot going on in the off season that these guys had, the way that they came together with the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, with it's not the same, but you think about someone like Matthew Stafford who had his fake, not fake, false COVID positive test yeah. yeah, last summer, 
he was dealing with his wife, Kelly, who went through uh, brain surgery to remove a tumor. Yeah. Marvin Jones lost his son. Um, like there's just so much going on with this team. You factor all of that in with this weird, shortened, crazy offseason. Playing, you got so many new guys on the team. You have so many new coaches. It, I hate to say like, oh, I should have known it. It just, it makes so much sense that they were in this spot. But it just doesn't too. At some point, talent should kick in. At some point, when you are up 23 to 6, when you're up 14 to 3, you cannot take your foot off the gas. 26 to 3, you got to put 30 points up at least before you can be like, okay, we can kind of start yeah. to settle down. 14 to 3 in the first quarter, or maybe it was the second quarter that uh, we were finally at 14 3. I know we scored on our first two drives. You can't, I know they weren't comfortable. It had nothing to do with like, okay, we're comfortable. We can start to take our like complacency. It's not that right. In this second game. Um, I guess I don't really know what else to add from there. It's just going to be repeating the same points that almost everybody is bringing up to my point about why we could or should fire Patricia and Quinn at the bye. Obviously after the Packers game or during the Packers game, everybody from a fan standpoint was we're done. There's nothing you can do to make us feel better about you guys or the team. I know I mentioned that already. If they go, if we end up two and two at the bye, we have to dominate. Like, I'm not kidding, 70 to nothing, yeah. two games in a row. Yeah. To feel like, okay, those first two games truly were flukes. Uh, what's his, oh, what's the Cardinals coach? Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury. They, he was asked about the Lions defense. I was going to bring this yeah. up. Yeah. He was asked about the Lions defense, uh, about Devon, Devon Kennard too, who we let go, a captain of our team. I don't remember if it was a trade or if we just let him go. Silly, silly move. Again, I like a lot of the linebackers we have, but Kennard was objectively good for us and a good leader. The Cardinals love him, which was fully expected, but it sucks that we, we don't have him, I guess. Cliff Kingsbury, in talking about our defense, said that it looks very similar. It looks just like what they played against last year. Keep in mind... Which is not good. No, it is not good. When the Cardinals were able to do what they did against us last year, ultimately tying us and uh, making it to overtime and then continuing to tie us. This year, pretty different Cardinals team. A pretty good, complete Cardinals team that we've gotten week three. Yeah. If Cliff, if Cliff Kingsbury is, for lack of a better word, confident going into our matchup, that's terrifying. We get Kenny Galladay back this week, or at least there's no reason why we shouldn't get him back. That's good. At, at, at this point, I'll just get this out of the way. It sounds like the only person who might not or probably won't play in week three is Desmond Trufant. Yeah, so far you're just you're just tackling all the points that I was going to chime in and make. So go ahead, keep going on this. Yeah, I didn't know that, but I, cool. <laughs> yeah, it just sucks. I, I, I guess I I don't want to keep going in circles with this. It's we have completed two games, and there's. Yeah, I know that there were people at this point before the season even started. There were people that were there while the Bears were coming back. There were people that were there after the game completed and the Bears completed the comeback. There, are the, I'm saying as probably the most optimistic Lions fan that I know, 
for virtually no reason, we should add. Kind of. No, not kind of. It's just true. Like, you can love Stafford all you want, but they've given you zero reason to be optimistic. Like, and you're going to say, well, they keep, there's all these great acquisitions and they're drafting pretty well. But when it matters the most, like, they're doing nothing with it. So there's no reason. And that's the other point that's very frustrating. I don't mean to cut you off, but that's the other point that's frustrating about these guys saying, in short, it's in our head. That we continue to let this thing happen. We continue to falter on defense. We continue to be... There is inocular proof that things are not working. Are you saying that at me or with me? Well, I guess with you. If you're, It's not in our heads. I'm looking at this. I'm watching this happen. No, so that's, I'm watching them fall apart. Right. But that's what I'm saying. The players are saying. The players believe it's in their heads. So that leads me to believe if it's in their heads, the game plan is there. Throughout practice, I think they're seeing the right things. They're talking about the right things. Everything that happens on game day is expected to happen. They're just not doing it. And that's not to give Patricia a pass because I think at that point, it's especially on him to make sure that that doesn't happen. I just, good for him if he can figure it out as a coordinator. I think that he's obviously been pretty exposed and it leads you to believe as much as everyone kind of already knew this, it's Belichick versus the world in new England. Obviously like when you have Tom Brady, that says a lot too, but in terms of coaching and Josh McDaniels, even when he left, like I was going to say, well, he, he turned out to be kind of okay. McDaniels. Yeah. No, I, I think McDaniels still has a bright future. I mean, it wasn't going well in Denver, but much better than it is in Detroit right now. Right. Um, I wish I had the tweet up in front of me, uh, but the one regarding literally every team in every sport that has played since our last victory. Uh, it was the uh, WNBA, MLS, MLB, NBA, NFL. It was every major sport in North America. Every single team has won a game since the Lions last win. Yes. And according to Patricia, if you ask him, he does get a pass because he made the greatest defensive play himself all by himself in the history of the NFL, which the memes, I mean, oh, like Sunday was brutal. Sunday was brutal. If you're Matt Patricia and you're on Twitter, which he's not, but like it was ruthless. Deservedly. Um, so, so yes. Yeah. yeah. Like again, even I will defend the people who are making those jokes because they were hilarious and when you let up yeah 42 points to a team that is very hot it's again only two weeks but when you put up a combined 85 or so points in two weeks you got a good offense well look here's my thing and people were mad at me explicitly for some reason even though everybody was saying the exact same thing and i wasn't even ragging on him i was just like it was just flat out true Jeff Okuda's first NFL assignment coming off of an injury is one of the best release receivers in football, if not the best. That's a pretty tough assignment. And consequently, or subsequently rather, he did not do well. He did not do particularly well. I'm not talking about targets. I'm not talking about yards. Like, he was getting beat off the line on every single snap. There would be, he'd make one move and he'd shake Okuda. And it's like, I'm, you know, it's fine. He's going to be okay with the right coach 
but it wasn't a great first outing, and there are a lot of circumstances as to why. That's literally all I'm saying. Again, he was coming off of an injury. It was his first NFL game, and he's against one of the best receivers uh, in football. And we texted each other the second that it happened. Shout out to Jared Davis for (laughs) showing up, doing something cool, doing something awesome. After last week, I was like, what happened to Jared Davis? Where's he at? Um, I'd like to also say... Uh, I have two two closing points here on the Lions. Um, Jesse James is the most useless signing in the history of the Detroit Lions. I believe through two games so far, he has zero targets and obviously zero catches. What in the like Hawkinson's been pretty fun to watch. He had a a, a catch what for like 20, 20 some odd yards to start the game at the yeah. beginning of the Packers game. Yeah, that was great. Um, I don't like that AP wasn't really getting fed. There was some issues that I had there. Um, I did like it was I believe on the opening drive that they kept feeding carry on. I was gonna say carry on the, the drive good. and, and so they at gave, some point yeah, like you just he, he feed did. the hot hand. Exactly. I just mean intermittently throughout the game. I thought it was weird that we weren't really looking at Adrian Peterson because he was explosive last week. At what point do you think any part of the offense was good? Not you, but like arbitrary you. There was right. nothing that they could like I don't think it was a one thing that we're like, oh, just do this and then the offense is fixed. Sunday was yeah. a nightmare. The, the opening drive against Green Bay was reminiscent of the opening second half drive against the Bears, where you're like, whoa. We just manhandled the defense, yeah. Yeah, but even then, like, the Bears was different, because I'm like, okay, second half, like... Because it was a slow start the to the entire game. Right. We picked yeah, it up yeah, as the first yeah, half went feel- on, and it's the first game of the season. So there were a exactly, lot of reasons to exactly. be like, oh, now we, we figured it out. You go up 7 nothing the first drive of the game in five minutes on Green Bay. Okay, there is, uh, like, 40 minutes left in this game. There's a lot of different ways that you guys can blow this. So I'm really not all that excited about it. Your 14-3 really doesn't do anything for me. Um, and no wonder our pass or our defense doesn't look any different. We haven't had a pass rush in four years. So I don't really, you know, that doesn't surprise me at all. And then the biggest, the biggest uh, graphic, I guess, uh, or metric that was being circulating this week was Rod Marinelli's first 34 games with the Detroit Lions. This is he the one I was going to bring 24. Thank you. Keep going. Yeah. He was 10 and 24. Matt Patricia, coach of the 0 and 16 season, mind you. Matt Patricia, 9, 24, and 1. So it's like, okay, even if he won the Cardinals game, he's on par with Rod Marinelli, which is not obviously great company no. to be in. So um, yeah, I mean I'm completely over it. I've been over it. I don't I you know, I you we lose that game to the Jets three years ago, and I'm like, I'm good. I don't want this guy yeah. at all. Yeah. And then, because it's it's Arizona this week, correct? Correct. Yeah. Nope. I'm good. DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, no. I, I felt good about rookie season first game of the year, Kyler Murray. Nah. I don't feel good. So. And I that's kind of all I got to say about it. Back to the point that I think I kept teasing and then not actually articulating on with my reasons to fire Patricia and likely Quinn at the bye week. I'm not trying to be rude here. Do you really need to, like, we all, I think there's, a, the only time I need to hear anything is like, why shouldn't they be fired? I don't, again, I don't mean that in a rude way, but you, so you can keep going, but it's like, does it really need to be explained at this point? Um, I guess I'm defending the reason as opposed to like trying to okay, shed yeah. new light on the issue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Because I know 99 times out of 100, the coach finishes the season. That's just how things go. But you have to listen to the fans at some point. 
this isn't one of my points, but like Ooh. when you're when you're calling for the guy's head, justifiably, and I guess I'll just bring it into this new point. We have new ownership. It's not new, but it's different. I guess that's the way to put it. With it with it just being someone new in the Ford family. Um, so I guess that just gives them a fresh start and a new opportunity to just kind of, I forgot who it was, but someone took over as the GM of some franchise and GM coached something important. They came in and I think the very first thing they did was change the carpet in the facilities. And the reason they did it was because they wanted to make like a physical, visible difference in just the franchise so that when you come in every day like something is actually different and you can feel it and you can see it here cleaning house in a time where you cut you just have to because even if if we for somehow if we somehow go 14 and 2 win a playoff game and somehow find ourselves like in the super bowl or something even then, I'm like, thank you for the one year of good things happening and get, get out. out. Yep. Yeah. So, like I said, with new ownership being in, it just kind of makes sense to just say, you know what? We gave you three years, two, two and then some, not even close to working. You have consistently regressed every year. Um, it gives us some time. Go back. It's a bye week. So like it just makes sense. Regardless of how the week four game goes, I think like at some point, as soon as the game is over, be like, okay, thank you, you're done. Gives us the bye week to figure out exactly what we want to do. I would assume that's kind of already in place or working to be in place. Uh, we have the, I believe, I couldn't find it. I think it's week eight is the trade deadline in the NFL. So that would give us from week four-ish, depending on when we move on from Patricia, week four-ish, week five-ish uh, until week eight to just, move anyone that we need to to make the tank as easy as possible. I'm not saying that I want to lose Matthew Stafford, but you got to think that if he's going to get traded or if he's just not going to finish his career in Detroit, this is kind of the season that we would trade him away right. to hopefully a contender. I've been trying to think of teams that it would make sense for him to, to end up on. I really just can't think of any that would make sense. Tampa Bay in the offseason when Brady's gone. For a team, well, nope. For a team to acquire him as the starter, I, I just don't know who could use him, aside from maybe someone like Denver, but they just, they're going to have Drew Locke again at some point. They just signed Blake Bortles yeah. and have Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, they were running, the Jeff Driscoll was taking snaps last week. Yeah. That was, no, that wasn't great. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, let me just, let me give you this. And that you're, I want a yes or a no, and no nothing else. I, okay. I, I will try no. my best. You try your best. Okay, we're in a we're in a world where Stafford does get traded, and obviously at that point we become fans of whatever team, you of know. Course. And, and that's this podcast shifts. Um, so Stafford's gone, and Trevor Lawrence is the Lions' quarterback. Yes or no? Hold on. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was that's not at all a question. So, yes, it is. Are you saying we trade Stafford and we tank for the rest yeah. of the season? We get the number one overall pick. We draft Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence is here. Yes or no? Yeah. Are you in on that? Yeah. 
Yeah? Okay. Well, okay, let me rephrase that. Some of the edits have been really clean, and that's kind of getting to me a little bit. I will say yes, because as much as I... I genuinely don't love Trevor Lawrence as much as a lot of people do. I hate him. I'm just not... I'm not high on him. And I'm, I'm fine with being completely wrong, if I'm being honest. I didn't love Deshaun Watson at Clemson. He gets the NFL. I'm obsessed with Deshaun Watson. That's just kind of how things you know work what's sometimes. what's annoying to me? The, the only Clemson quarterback I've ever liked... Taj Boyd? Is, is Taj Boyd. He's so and awesome. He, and he sucked. He was great. And then he gets to, well, I think, New York. Played for the Jets. I, he bounced around a little bit. And he was bad. And, and the only sucked, Clemson quarterback I've Taj ever Boyd. liked... Yeah, I think of like I think of that team. I think uh, Andre Ellington, I believe, was his name. Sammy Watkins. Um, DeAndre Sammy Hopkins. Watkins was on that team. Yep, great um, team. They had one other receiver. So too. I'm yeah, kind of blanking on who it was, but yeah, I I agree. Um, but here's my other thing. I almost said my my long answer for that question because I can't answer a question without a long answer. Of course. You got. I think you have to take Trevor Lawrence. My only concern, uh, yeah, is. What's the plan? Because, like, obviously, like you tank to end up with someone like Trevor Lawrence. That's just how it you works. You just trade the pick because it's going to be so valuable. What? No, 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 no. I'm still saying, if, like, I guess, yeah, if you don't want to take Trevor Lawrence because you think you have to develop more right. things. But at the same time, you start with the quarterback. So if you can take Trevor Lawrence, yes. you take Trevor Lawrence. It depends. So my point about... Uh, the the trade deadline and moving anybody that we need to, I guess that's more from a contract standpoint. Honestly, off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody that we're desperately like, yes, get them out. But are we keeping the defense as is and we just need new coaches? The offense, if I'm being completely honest, I still like Bevel. I just don't, I don't, I can't explain what's going on with the offense because with how good we looked last year, I honestly think that Stafford and Bevel are getting forced into doing too much too soon. Week one, just took the foot off the gas. Bad idea. Obviously the wrong idea. And a few mistakes. This past week was just a nightmare. I would tend to think that the offense will look a little bit better as the year goes on. Could be completely wrong. I hope that it doesn't have to look good because we're tanking and Patricia's gone. Or we're competing because Patricia's gone. I don't know. I, yeah. I, again, back to your question. Yes. If that's a situation where we end up with Trevor Lawrence, yes, that's good. Let's figure something out there. Uh, this is the last thing I want to say about the Lions before we move on. The one thing um, that and it's 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 clockwork. It happens every single week. Oh, my gosh. This is Stafford's fault. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, give me a bullet point list of everything that Stafford has done in this game. Up to this point, it was like maybe the third quarter that would show that this was Matthew Stafford's fault, the way that this game is going. Well, he took a sack that was almost safety. I agree with you there. He should have thrown the ball away. It was a bad sack. But let me tell you something. You're trying to run a two-minute drill inside of your own 10-yard line, and you run the ball on first down. Stafford gets – and don't call a timeout. Stafford gets sacked uh, at the one-yard line, and then you run AP up the middle for a few yards – and then, which again, by the way, three timeouts left when all of this happened. Um, and I'm like, I agree with you there. Give me anything else. At, because at this point, I don't know what we're talking about. This has, this has nothing to do with Matthew Stafford. And it literally never, I can, I can count on one hand, not even just one hand. I can count on one finger the games that I can recall 
that I would exclusively blame Matthew Stafford for losing. And the one that comes to mind was the New York Jets game, where he was just terrible. And the interception, admittedly, against uh, Green Bay, the pick six, that wasn't great either. I understand why he made the throw when he did, but it it was a mistake. But I don't blame him for that. So we're going to move on here. I don't need your Cardinals prediction because we're going to lose. If you'd like to make it, you still can. But we'll save that for the end. I was okay. I was just going to say we'll save it for the end. I did. I I gotta pick my Lions are going to win this week. Score every week, but you're right. You're right. I can't. We can't just not put that in. Yeah, you're right. So Matthew, you mentioned 99 times out of 100 the coach finishes the season. Well, I got quite the transition here for you. But before we get into that, I want to very briefly mention uh, when we learned the news that we were about to learn that we're about to talk about. Uh, Matthew was on his way home from Chicago where he saw Tenet. Him and I both saw Tenet. I saw it twice. Uh, and it was a great movie. We saw it. We've now both seen it twice. Now, folks, the reason I'm telling you this is if you'd like to hear us talk about this movie or instead like to hear Matthew talk about this movie, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to check out the Milk Movies nice. podcast. That is M-I-L-K-M-O-O-V-I-E-S. And you can Plug. listen to Matthew's rough five-minute review of Tenet. Uh, again, that is M-I-L-K-M-O-O-V-I-E-S. And it is available anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. So Matthew gets to his car and I'm on the train and we all see the news that Al Avila and Ron Gardenhire had called a press conference and he retired. And it was for reasons that it's just his health and he needed to step away from the game. It's an amicable thing. Like everyone loves him. It's, you know, um, and obviously it caught most everybody off guard because um, we knew that this was kind of a thing. Uh, but, Yep, he's out. I know Matthew's looking something up right now, trying to get an exact quote here. I don't oh, know if okay. he's got it quite yet. Maybe he closed the tab. There he goes. No, that was the only tab on my computer that was just like, ah, I don't feel like it right now. Um, I kept scrolling. So still doesn't feel like it. There yeah, we go. Yeah, now let's go to a quote that actually works because I definitely kept scrolling after I found the quote that I wanted. Uh, so let's great. Just, so until let's you just find that, one. let's just do this one. On behalf of gotcha. all of us with the Detroit Tigers, congratulations to Ron Gardenhire on a tremendous managerial career. That is what Christopher Illich said in a statement. He is the CEO of the Tigers. One of the best baseball men around. We're fortunate to have had Gardy lead our team for the past three seasons and during this rebuilding period. He has done a great job in shaping the future successes. I know our organization will see. I wanted to get a quote that Gardenhire actually said, I found one. I'm sorry, I kept scrolling after I found the quote that I wanted and I lost it. This is tough. It's a tough day for me. Didn't expect it, to tell you the truth, uh, when I walked in, but I just know how I've been feeling lately. And I expressed that to Al and elected to just go ahead and step down. Kind of like you were saying, only positive responses from there. Uh, the rebuild yes. that we've been going yeah. through. It's different when we had Brad Osmus and we sucked because we were supposed to be contending. And at one point, we definitely had a team to contend. Yeah. We did for years and years and years, and it was just pointless. Um, so if Dombrowski was at least good at it. Yeah. Gardenhire, I, I wanted... Sorry, I, I want to very quickly amend that. I mean good at constructing the team that was supposed to so, win yeah, ball games, yeah, yeah. Minus the bullpen, because I know Dombrowski wasn't the manager. People know what I mean. Gardenhire was available, if I remember correctly, he was available when we took Osmus. 
I wanted Garden Hire then. I, I would assume that a lot of people did. But when they announced Auspice was coming in, I didn't oppose it in any way. I was a little bit concerned, like, hey, he has never done anything like this before. So I'm a little bit yeah. concerned the that old he's going to be... Jason Kidd, the old Derek Fisher. Yeah, going to be in over his head. Sure enough, uh, he was. And... <laughs> the, the way you just... People, you couldn't see Matthew's face just now, but he goes, in, uh, doy, he was. <laughs> Completely oh, different right, person. Funny. Um, yeah, and it just kind of sucked that we didn't get Garden Hire, and then somehow we lucked our way into getting him. Uh, but I knew that it was a very different situation that he was coming into. So I definitely appreciated him coming in and doing what he did over the past few years uh, to develop our young guys. We have a very young team. And I know we talked about before that right now it's a lot of one and done rental type of players that are just looking for a little pit stop before they can get a bigger contract elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, I.e. CJ Crone, who is going to get, I hope a very good contract elsewhere. Don't know what his contract is. We could very well have him next year, but I don't know. I, I guess just like everybody's been saying, thank you, Guardy. Thank you for coming to Detroit for a few years. Uh, even though I used to hate you. Yes. Because you were a nightmare for us like 60 times that, a year on the uh, twins game 163. Yeah. In the dome. Yep. I'll never forget that game. Yeah, not a Trash. great time. That was bad. Um, so this is me breaking some news to Matthew. There are two names that have been floating around. One of them is like kind of a meme, but people are serious. Brad Osmus. The, the other <laughs> one uh, is um, I. It's from from everything that I've read. I do know one pretty of these. serious. Yeah, I do know one of these actually. Okay, it sounds like you know that one. So Probably. I'm still going to say both of them. That's fine. Do, you, do you want me to just get that one out of the way first? Save the meme for a second. Yeah. AJ Hinch. Oh, who's this other you person? didn't know that one. No. All right. I mean, okay. AJ Hinch, for those of you who don't know, World Series champion, I guess, uh, manager with the Houston Astros, who was recently, I believe in January, February, implicated in the cheating scandal, was suspended and subsequently fired by the Houston Astros. Would be really interesting for the Tigers to hire him. Um, so, yeah, I if you want to call him a World Series championship coach or manager, you know, more power to you. It's for all intents and purposes, he's not. But um, he did get to manage a, a good group of guys. Now, the second one, and I hope, you know, maybe this is the one that you know, is Don Kelly. Matthew is in disgust. No, 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 no. My heart just was, like, filled with joy. It would be quite the spectacle. Don Kelly if, if, is my favorite Tiger of all time. One of them ever. And, and I know everybody, that. No, no, no. Everybody, everybody hates does. him. That's wrong. I, I'm I telling love you, him. Everybody loves him. Like, there's, no, there's, people hate again, Don I, Kelly. I, I don't know the, the gauge on it, you know, if there's any validity to it. Um, career 230 hitter for the Tigers hit like 29 home runs in his career. It doesn't matter. Um, he's an animal. I he's an animal. Him. Played, I th I think, I don't know, six, seven years in Detroit. Uh, opened his in, in, opened his career with Pittsburgh. Played, I believe, his final two seasons with Miami. Um, yeah, Don Kelly would be. And I, you know what? I can't give you any insight there at all. I can't tell you anything about it other than that would be hilarious. I'm 100% in on that. That's box office must-see TV. I think uh, your AJ Hinch is probably, you know, a smarter. No, but, um, I didn't know that Don <laughs> Kelly was an option. Stop. 
topic. I'm like, I'm not kidding. So the person that I've been hearing is Marcus Thames. Thames. I've I've never I've never actually remembered how to say it. Marcus Thames. Thames. Yeah, that that'd be interesting. I believe he was he hit uh, a home run in five or six consecutive games. Uh, right now he is the quite a few years ago hitting coach for the New York Yankees. That doesn't mean a- know that. anything to me really, but I just I trust him. I would love to see him as a Tigers manager, but also I didn't know that Don Kelly was on the table, so I'm not going to be able to get so over no. that. And if we don't do yeah. it, what are we doing? I'm not happy that I know that yeah. because I'm only going to be upset with whoever we, we do hire, unless it's him. Imagine imagine Kenny Rogers or Todd Jones. That'd be so funny. As I think Todd Jones would be so funny. I hope or that Pudge, he looks the exact same. Blanco. Todd Jones has Todd to look Jones? the exact same. I hope so. That'd be so funny. You know, what if, like, the Tigers came out one day and they said, we just hired a new pitching coach. And, oh, wow, who is it? It's Joel Zamaya. Mm-hmm. I am, if I'm a pitcher, I'm scared for my life. It doesn't, if, if you're a pitcher, if you're a batter, if you're a fan. He's going to be like, hey, like, hey, guys, you want to come over? I got a guitar hero? I was going to say, you guys, I got to, you guys want to help me move my couch as I move back to Detroit? He's like, yeah, we could like drink beer and play Guitar Hero. If some people want to come over, we can sign some baseballs. And he's going to kill everybody. He's going to kill every single one of the pitchers. Their elbows are, well, I don't want to make fun of that injury because I remember watching it live and it was horrifying and really sad. Um, but all the other injuries that he endured were hilarious, um, for lack of a better word. Didn't we get our signed um, baseball from him at like a tractor store? It was at Ace Hardware. That's nah, a tractor store. That's funnier. I thought it was actually a no. It was Aco, and it was it wasn't Ace. It was Aco, and that that doesn't exist anymore. Good times. It's a, it's an Ace now, I believe. No, it's Tractor. Now that building is Tractor Supply. Okay. You're right, but before it was Aco. Good times. They had the Joel Zamai thing as a grand opening, and then they re- they went out of business like a year later. <laughs> and I think the only time people were ever in there was when Joel Zamai was there. Um, Matthew, do you have any closing thoughts? Do you want to give your uh, your Lions score? No, we're not talking Pistons. Yeah, I mean we can. You don't the have Pistons anything to are add. Their, just, uh, yeah. I I really don't. If you want to go into it, you can. There are a few names uh, that the Pistons are having in for an in-market training camp right now. I'm 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 again. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm not really familiar with any of them. Um, some of one of them did kind of ring a bell low, but I don't remember who it was. Uh, but I read it. and Was like I think I know that guy. Um, you know that's cool. I uh, I I yeah. I just don't. I'm not that interested in it right now. I you know. No, that's fine. I, I, I just I, know that I, we did something today so i thought you were going to be like yeah let's just talk about it that's fine yeah there's really just not that much to say you know we haven't heard much about the quote-unquote competition between thon maker and justin Patton. Um, i don't even know know, if i want to hear more about that i i I just don't love i don't i don't love that piston's gonna release a docuseries you know it was funny i don't know if you caught it the pistons released uh they put out like a i don't know two two and a half minute video of luke Kennard playing golf and first of all, it was my favorite team, the social, the fa- my favorite content, the social team was ever produced. But in there, he was like, yeah, I know Bruce plays a lot. He goes, Seku, he's pretty good. He goes, I'm better than all of them, though. And the woman behind the camera, she's like, you want to know something? We interviewed him, as in Seku, today, and he said he's the best at all of you. And they cut to a clip of Seku being like, yeah, I'm better than all of them. Um, so that was really funny. Um, other than that, yeah, we're just kind of waiting. Uh, you know, the draft got pushed back. I believe we mentioned that last week. Uh, Adam Silver mentioned earlier this. Uh, actually, it was earlier yesterday, just before the Nuggets and Lakers tipped off. Um, which, shout out to Denver, by the way. I have a lot of feelings about that game. 
the I, I don't I don't I don't I don't mean to get into this too much. I don't know how we're in the Western Conference Finals and the Eastern Conference Finals and teams don't know how to play against two three zones. It's baffling to me. I'm watching Jokic call for the ball on the top of the key and he's he and and he's got Rondo on him. And he gives he he's trying to get the positioning, he's trying to go over his right shoulder. He doesn't like it. He gives the ball back to Jamal Murray. And then he's give me the ball. All right. Feed me the ball. He's at the top of the key, repositions on Rondo, passes out of it to Gary Harris on the corner. Gary Harris pump fakes, drives to the basket on the left baseline, up and turnover. And I'm like, you're Jokic. You're like maybe the best center that's ever lived. And you just passed up a Rondo post up at the top of the key for what? Mind blowing stuff there. But Adam Silver mentioned um, that the season at the earliest is looking like January. And I'm thinking, oh, like, what happened oh, in December? Sucks. Last I heard, it was like from him. I thought he they, said December. They, that was like, Christmas Day was like a dream. Boo. They were like, that's they were like, yeah. Boo. in a in an ideal world, um, if we you know if things were different, which unfortunately they're not. Um, so now I'm kind of thinking about. It, I'm like, well, you know, the season's gonna wrap in October, and then the draft is in November. November. And then it's like if the season's two months later, I you know that's okay. And then it sucks because the Pistons haven't played an organized basketball game since March in ten 11th. months. And it's so and and that's again that's at the earliest. So you could get to a point where because the worst case scenario sounds like it's May. What May of twenty twenty one in a doomsday scenario? I that's been floated around, and I'm like, you're telling me. That the Pistons will have gone 14 months without playing basketball. Um, that That's dangerous territory because Blake Griffin is not getting any younger. And if we shed 14 months off of his career where he didn't even play. To um, no fault of his own. Through no fault of his own. And then it's like, what do you even do with contracts now? Because... You you look at like his, you know the the the, the two, what the two years that he's got left, three years that he's got left, and it's like now he's a year older in all of those, and this is all coming to me right now. Is this making sense? No, oh, yeah. So that I hadn't that even first thought about year, contracts. you're not. I, I this is coming to me right now. You're not you know 31 anymore. You're 32. You're not 33 anymore. You're 34, and I'm like, wait, so LeBron's gonna be under contract until he's like you know 40 at this point. Well, yeah, because you know how I've, this adds to your point. It's just like the dumb version of adding to your point. When people get excited about like free agency in 2021, that becomes free agency in 2022. Yes. So like everything gets and, pushed back yeah. an entire year. So like the groupings are all going to be the same, kind of like movies. Like everything's going to be released in the same order for the most part. It's just delayed. For this, yeah, I hadn't really even thought about that. But then how do you pay somebody too? So like when is that year done? Exactly. Because like it's well, not even well, with the age that... thing, but like you're under the same year contract for yeah. what, like 500 days instead of 365? Until I mean, like you get the if... ball rolling again. But like there's going to be one awkward contract year. At least you're right, and 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 there are like I don't know exactly when the NBA's calendar year generally begins. Right, let's say the finals end on June seventeenth. 
the draft is June 29th or not 29th, but like 23rd. And then free agency is June 30th. I don't know if the calendar year starts at the draft or before the draft or if it starts at free agency. So at this point, what I would be thinking is regardless of when the NBA comes back, there's going to be a point because then it's because now I'm thinking like, when is free agency? Because if, if I, and I don't really know how much that matters. Like it, to me, it's like the draft also didn't matter because if you're doing it virtually, what I, I just, I don't understand why we're pushing it back. And I think the same thing can be said about free agency where it's like, I don't know, like they don't have to do anything. They just have to sign with these teams. So I don't, I don't exactly know where that is right now. Um, but yeah. Interesting little side discussion that I did not expect to go on, but genuinely, I, I, I never, it was interesting. I, I never thought of that before. I don't know. I, and I need to figure out a better way to articulate all of that because that was all coming to me at once. What were, what were we talking about before that? Pistons training camp, Thonmaker Ooh, versus Justin Patton. I have a request. This is probably better for off the podcast, but I it's funny. Will you find a way to allow me to ask Luke uh, what his favorite uniform to play in is? I will ask him as soon as we're done with this. I wanted to ask him, but that's fine. Why did you want to ask him? Because I like uniforms, and I'm just curious which one Luke is like. I love putting on, and I wonder if what he's I'm actually asking you is what. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, I, I want to know if he actually refers to it like I love our whites, our blues, our grays, our reds, or does he actually refer to them as like home away alternate city or city and, edition? Yeah. So, like, what does he? How does he refer to them as? Yeah, I think I've asked him that before. I don't remember. What I'm asking you is, what in the world is the difference between you asking or me asking? Because you're going to get the same answer. Well, I was hoping that I could have a conversation with him. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to pull that off. We'll get into it off the podcast. Nobody... We'll, play a, we'll play a Modern Warfare game, and I'll be like, yeah, I got a fourth. Oh. And then you're going to be like, <laughs> And then you're just going to throw everybody. the whole time. And yeah, I don't and then throw. They're going to be like. I just, I'm not good. All righty, Matthew, give me your Detroit Lions final score prediction uh, against the Arizona Cardinals, and let's let's keep this a little bit concise here. 45 nothing, Lions. We're coming in hot this week. Right. That's I'm optimistic. What do you want from me? Is it in is it in Arizona? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because we're not home again until uh, again? New Orleans, I think. Yeah, I think it's home away away home. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, um, I'm going to go 45 nothing Arizona. Uh, Matthew, if you have any closing thoughts now would be the time. No, I'm not allowed because I'm just going to go on a tangent. And I also don't have any. So. Commit to something. I don't have Commit any. To I don't something. have any. I'm sorry. I don't have any. Okay. I appreciate that. Sorry. Okay. Uh, folks, if you're <laughs> listening to this, uh, oh, I'm not actually, I'm just saying like, I appreciate you being honest and be like, no, it's fine. Um, I feel like you got a lot out today. But also went nothing. On for like 12 I, consecutive minutes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess if it was a lot to everybody else, I was just rambling. I feel, I didn't even say anything like smart. I don't think. I didn't use stats or anything. I don't think you said anything wrong, and that's what's uh, important. Okay, I'll take I think that. everything I'll you said that. was right. Yeah. And your rant at the beginning was probably the most passionate that I've ever seen you speak about something. Nice. Alrighty, folks. Well, that's kind if of a you have got it. Keep going. Whatever. Just end the podcast. It's mean. If you've made it this far, genuinely, I'm not being mean. I'm giving you a compliment. Thank you very, very much for listening. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars and subscribe. We will catch you guys in the next one. Shoot. Sure.